This podcast replay is brought to you by EJDconstruction.com. Call Eric at EJD Construction at 305-433-4843. They do it all, residential or commercial. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. All right, there he is. How you feeling, my man? You feeling good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was uh, just talking about it before you came on, and, you know, we've been so uh, kind of a blitz-happy team and all that stuff, and I thought it was, you know, there wasn't anything real earth-shattering from that press conference yesterday, but there were a couple things that I like of his point of views, and when asked about blitzing, he kind of like was, you know, because I heard some guy describe uh, on another show that, you know, oh, it's an attacking style, and it's really not. Ben Albright kind of explained it, that it's more of a a bend-don't-break defense. It forces you into mistakes, those kind of things. He likes to put pressure more with his base and that he, you know, he'll use the blitz. But he kind of explained yesterday that it's not one of those things that I have to use it, that that's a bad thing, it seems like. In a way, he kind of phrased it like, it's not a good thing that if you have to blitz all the time. Well, it's not an issue of, of having to blitz all the time. Let's be honest here. And I know I'm going to I'm gonna step into territory here that's, that's not necessarily your favorite because I know you hate Flores and all that. But when the Dolphins were doing it and doing it well in 2020 mostly and then some in 2021, that defense was very, very effective. And it wasn't the fact that they were blitzing every down. It was that they were showing the threat of the blitz practically every down. Um, but they were still one of the most. They were one of the heavier correct, blitzing teams. Correct. But even when they weren't coming, they were showing you they were, they, that they might be coming, um, and they had the personnel to do it. What it what that style does? It puts a hell of a lot of pressure on your two starting corners. And the Dolphins were lucky enough to have Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, which last year they didn't have. So sometimes it didn't work out that well. Um, there's something to be said for the bend but don't break, uh, but you have to be as you're requiring the offense to be very good in its execution for a lot of plays on a drive, you also have to be very good in your, in your execution coverage on a yeah, lot of coverage. And coverage and all that. And you're not generally yeah. speaking, maybe not going to create as many turnovers as the blitz happy style is. Um, look, there's a happy medium for both. And if you have the players ultimately it comes down to the players. I mean, I, I know all that you, you don't necessarily just win with a scheme. Chances are the Dolphins could have gone away from blitz happy in 20 and 2021 and still have produced good results with the personnel they had. Um, well, know. it depends. I mean, 2021 is kind of a, we can argue on that one because they didn't really get results when they played the good teams in the first half of the season. They really chewed up their stats when they played the bad teams in the second half of the season and they won all those games. The defense was not helping them in the first half of the season in 2021. They also with a crappy offense. So um, anyway, no, bottom line is, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, and Fangio's had success more, most specifically with San Francisco in the early 2010s. And then with Chicago, particularly Chicago, in 2018 yeah. when he was an FL assistant coach of the year, when he had Roquan Smith in the middle of that defense, which is still to me a massively big missing piece for this defense yes yes and that that's you know everybody's talking about uh, well will buffalo bring back the Edmonds boys and will they will miami have a shot at one of them you know and so uh, it's gonna they're, they're gonna have to fly. huh he's gonna be yeah. pricey but, but that it, that's that's the only place i think where they would have to spend money is at that middle line but like people talking about about Saquon Barkley and all that. No, they're not going to do that, bro. They're not spending. They don't have the kind of space. Plus, Greer has no track record whatsoever Correct. of spending high picks or big money on running backs. Correct. None. None. He has zero interest, I believe, in spending money on big on, on, on big money on backs or spending a high pick on a back. I really do. It looks to me like he is dead set on finding middle round backs or – I, I actually don't think their running backs were a problem last year. They weren't. And that's what McDaniels also is used to in San Francisco. San Francisco never had high pick right. high picks at running back until they traded for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and right. McDaniel was exactly. no longer there. When they, when he was there, it's 
you look at the list of their yearly rushing leaders and it's like fifth round pick, seventh round pick, get a rookie free agent and all that. It's, it's so he's made when it Shanahan, when Shanahan lost Terrell Davis, which by the way, he was a, wasn't he a later round pick anyway? The six round pick, I believe. Right. He then got Orlandis Gary huh? and, uh, and Gary Anderson, right? Mike I think and, it was Mike the, Anderson. Mike Anderson. Mm -hmm. And they were, I think late round picks, or maybe even one was a free agent or whatever. And he just, was your DFA. Right, right. And so, it, like, you think about it, you know, and that's kind of who they've been. You know, in Washington, they got the FAU kid in the sixth round and milked him, right? Didn't, didn't Shanahan have him there? Didn't he? Wasn't he the Shanahan, one of the Shanahan guys? Alfred Morris, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't he used under Shanahan? And he was like a sixth yeah. round pick also. In that time, yeah. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that's kind of been in their bloodlines overall until the McCaffrey move, you know, this past year. Normally, they just don't do it. And Greer has kind of been the same thing, too. Yeah, so look at the, free uh, the other thing. What's that again? I said look at the free agents they signed at running back the past several years when they yeah. signed. It's been Jordan Howard, Malcolm Brown, uh, Chase Edmonds. Draft Miles Gaskin. Correct. Draft um, um, Drake, Kenyon Drake, and well, was the third round pick. Third round, but that's pretty high. That's a pretty high pick for them, actually. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's about the highest they go. Kalen Balaj was what? Fourth. Yeah, but so maybe they're still like, having they're still having nasty flashbacks from the last time they they spent as high as a second round pick, which was Daniel Thomas in 2011. Yeah, yeah, and that, that didn't pan out. No, that didn't pan out. That didn't pan out. That was a different coaching staff in those days. Yep. Um, but anyway, the other thing that I liked, and it reminded me and pissed me off of what I saw from Josh Gaddis this year from the Canes. I don't know how much you follow it, but the the moron inherits a spread offense. And he comes from Michigan, and all of a sudden he pulls a Jimmy Johnson bullshit. Well, I just got here from Dallas. Let me run the Dallas offense with the Dallas without the Dallas offensive line and without the Dallas running back. And you know, he thought he could run that power running offense, and he just didn't have the talent. And 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 I thought Gaddis did the same thing last year. He kind of went to a power running offense, eliminated the spread. His quarterback thrives on the spread. Actually, he's more of a spread quarterback than he is, and so he had to then come back and fix it throughout the year and add more elements of the spread to help his quarterback out and help his offense that couldn't score points. Fangio said yesterday, and I think that this is a product of once you, you get somewhere, you're not going to have every piece you need. And sometimes you're going to inherit some pieces that you just can't get rid of right away because of a contract situation. It's going to take you a year or two to kind of funnel some of these things out. Mm -hmm. And I thought what he said, we're going to tailor the offense to the talent we have. To me, that was another thing that I liked about what he said instead of coming in and I'm going to, hey, put the square peg in the round hole. I mean, isn't that the, <clears throat> excuse me, isn't that the essence of good coaching? You maximize what your players do well, minimize what they don't do well. Um, Amen. So, but they don't all do that. They don't all do that. Sometimes, no. I'm sorry, Tony, rest in peace. Sometimes you grab a running back who's really a pass catcher and you, you're you dead set on making him a running back. And it's like, yo, bro, come on, dude. Let's go. That's not who this guy is, you know. Who, who are you referring to? And, and I've seen this over the years and with different coaches. That's all I'm saying. No, no, it, it can happen. And But if you look at the base, generally speaking, Fangio's played a 3-4 base. That's what the Dolphins used last year, you know. Right. And within that, it's just there are different ways of doing things where you can clearly see that some guys are better at doing. Like Christian Wilkins, his biggest ability is crashing the, the line of scrimmage on running plays. And he's, you know, commander TFL. He's not necessarily a, like he's not Aaron Donald as a pass rusher as a defensive line. Then again, I mean, few people are, but you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so logically you kind of build around what he does best. And then you do that for as many players as possible to maximize what you have. Again, to me, that's not exactly reinventing the wheel. And, you know, there's a reason Vic Fangio has been around for quite a while and why he was in demand. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's, you know, it's watching. I explained it earlier before you were on, on that. I love that because I've watched Spo have different basketball teams and he's adjusted to the different teams, you know, and then I can, I can always pull the old man card 
you know, I watched I watched Shula with Greasy, Zonka, Kick, you know, all that. And then I watched him with Woodstrock. And then I watched him with Marino. Yep. Same bullshit and all that. I know I always have. But I, I use Spo as a, a recent thing, you know, because he's had different types of teams. Hell, one year with the blood clots and and uh, Bosch that he would come back and leave. and He mm-hmm. had to switch up the offense like three different times throughout the year. You know what I mean? And that's what a great coach does. Oh, this is the kind of team I have. Okay, we got to run this now. You know, and we were so used to that with Shula. I, I I think I wanted to mention it because, you know, you just said it. It's elementary for any coach. But I want to say that I appreciate that because I don't think it happens with every coach. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's where sometimes, you know, coaches will drive you crazy with, you're going to stay with Jacoby Brissett? And who is still better, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, fair enough. I, I, I would probably... Say I had to get a flow shot in there, by the oh, way. No, yeah, trust me, I saw that. I kind of like skipped over it. Uh, I, I would think, would think and suggest it happens more often than not. And those who are adamant about sticking with their system Oof. more often than not eventually wind up running into problems. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, give me something else you liked from the press conference or didn't like from the press conference. It was, I'll be very honest with you. It was cookie cutter. He didn't say anything. Of course. Uh, right. I, I'll give you, I'll give you the, the, the one I uh, like. You, you knew there wasn't going to be anything earth shattering from it. So Pretty much, I mean, yeah. come on. Um, the, the one I, the one I did like was when he was asked, like, is this, the, does this have the makings of the Super Bowl caliber defense? And he says, can we get a one practice in? <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was funny. And then I, yeah. su- I suggested, I suggested, okay, well, let's wait until after the first practice and then ask him immediately first question. So what's the answer? Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, you guys should bust his balls that first week. All right. You've had a couple practices and is it a Super Bowl caliber team coach? You know, that kind of stuff. And I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll get a laugh out of something like that. And I'm sure he'll understand that it's uh, it's, it's all, all in fun. Um, Dude, what was I going to – I was just going to tell you something now that I – oh, yes. The other thing that I thought, again, nothing earth-shattering, but still kind of funky from the whole thing is he has no relationship with Mike McDaniel. Like, none. No, but we knew that. So, I, mean, the, the, I, mean, I, I know, but, 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 but to hear it, you know what I'm saying? Just to, like, to finally hear it. And what I mean by this is this really bodes well. Because if you watch the Philbins of the world and the, and the flows of the world, and we watch guys that struggled to build, you know, staffs, uh, that's one of the things that I would tell the Dolphin Nation. Hey, man, you got a young coach that clearly knew how to build an offensive staff. And now in his second year, he has to kind of tweak things. And we all kind of heard that he was going after this guy. And now you hear it. And now you really hear that they, they really have no relationship which that shows you that at least McDaniel has developed a certain reputation that others will gravitate to. And so I think that that's a good thing too. So that, that sign there of having no relationship, but yet still acquiring the man, I think that bodes really well for McDaniel. Without question, understanding that there were f- several factors as well, including, including one important factor that wasn't mentioned in the answer. Sorry. The agent you mean? Come on, let's, well, let's, the money. Uh, no, no, no. The let's money. Be honest, let's end. be honest. Big O. Let's be honest here. It, here's the thing: is on the one hand, yes, absolutely. If he didn't have respect for what Mike McDaniel has done, and from what he's heard and what he's seen, if he didn't respect what the guy had building, he wouldn't have joined the door. If you, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, gonna go to Sean Payton. The, if the, you're gonna the, sit the, there, the, you know, the Walmart people had the money. The Walmart people had the money. But if you, if Come you're on. gonna sit there and 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 completely gloss over the financial considerations of the deal. I mean, that's being a little naive. I mean, come on. No, I get that. But my, I think the money would have been there in Denver easily. They would have paid him the four and a half million. You're paying the head coach 18 million. Why wouldn't you pay the defensive coordinator four and a half? Walmart is like, yeah, dude, here, I got that in the couch. Here, you can have it. That's nothing. 
I, 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 I don't know why we're haggling over this point, but here's two things. Number one, there's the reports. You brought, brought up the money making it a big I issue. I did, but you're the one who's fighting me on it like it's not valid. Yeah. Number, one, number one, he's reportedly the no, highest. No, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not valid. I'm just saying it would have been anywhere for him. The money, but it was, and, and and that's the point that it wasn't. And the other the other issue with going back to Denver, he just while it's not the same ownership group, he just got fired by their by that team two years ago. Okay, so it's one of those where it's like I don't want to like I don't want to diminish the reputation, the respect Mike McDaniel has around the league. I also don't want to sit here and say, well, look at Mike McDaniel; he's incredible; he can get any coach he wants because everybody wants a coach for him. I think that's a no, little, but I like little. No, little no, bit, no I'm not, I'm not saying that any coach. I'm just saying it, it, there there has to have been some respect there because and, he's and just I, not without question. Without question, yeah, it can't be just about money. Like, like, dude, Indomikon Sue came here for what? Money. Come on, he didn't come here for any coach. Mike when Wall they asked him about when they asked him about why he came here, he said, "Well, because they're progressive." I remember the quote. Yeah, he didn't say they won. He didn't say it was a great franchise. He didn't say it was an amazing coaching staff. No, no, it's a progressive team is what he used. But he it's can't, like, say, yeah, he no, can't say it's about money, even though everybody knows it's about money. There's There will never be – I think was I think it was one free agent. I may have been in basketball, and I can't remember who it was, who literally said, well, money was kind of good. And I was like, dude, mad props to you for being the first and only guy to have the balls – to say what everybody knows, because in a you lot got of short memory, sorry, you got a short memory. What is that? A Miami Dolphins said it was about money this year. You got a short well, memory, dude. He said he said eighteen different things about. I've seen eighteen eighteen different things. You know, you know who I'm talking Tyree, about? Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill said, "Well, he when you guys cornered him, he said, well, you know, Florida has no state taxes, and in the end." It made good business sense, or I'm paraphrasing, or whatever. He gave it up in yeah, the no, end. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Actually, so props to him. Props to him for being for being legit about that. Yeah. Omar Kelly won't remember that, but I'll remember that. Why is that? He's got a bad memory. If you haven't figured that out with Omar, we have figured that out on this show. He has a terrible memory. <laughs> no, but the thing with Tyreek is he said to me because there was always that it came out. He wanted more catches. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. ultimately, yeah, stuff. ultimately, you know, he he has said that sometimes it was. Ultimately, Kansas City didn't pay him, and Miami did, and New York offered it, but he would have still made more money in Miami than New York, and he said, right. I'm coming to Miami because I'm making the most money, and that's what I want. Props so, for the yeah, honesty. There you go. Props for the yeah. honesty. Yeah, I got, I got to give him credit. All right, uh. Any anything else you see dolphins wise? What are you trying to track down now? What's the latest kind of news angle for you? Resignings is what it is is what to me is the first thing. I mean, we got the combine next week, but that's in preparation for the draft, which is a couple months down the line. The thing is Mark that March 15th date, which is the start of the new league year. We're now less than a month away. Um Today's the first day that teams can use the free agent or transition tag. I just put up a story with a complete primer on everything that's involved with it, including, including the Dolphins and why it would be a shock if they did, did they, they did anything with that. But at some point, I would expect they're going to start re-signing some of their own free agents. Possibly the Christian Wilkins extension to me, that's coming. I don't I don't know exactly when it has to happen. The order, I would think it would come before March 15th again. So you get, you know, more cap compliant, yeah. the, the top 51 rule. Um, but yeah, it just, but there, there's going to have to be something. I mean, there, there have been maybe a trickle of certain guys who have re-signed. I think that the Carolina long snapper Jansen, I think his name is re-signed with the Panthers. Uh, so th that's kind of what I have my eye on, my, my eye on. It's two week. It's a two week period for the, the tag. Not expecting the Dolphins to tag anybody. Um, oh, Tua. No, I expect Tua tag. I expect the Tua tag. Yes. What you're talking yes. about is big O, big O Tua. Fifth year option. That's not the same as a tag. I'm talking about the fifth. You're talking oh, fifth year option. I'm talking about free agent franchise or transition tag. 
Okay, okay. All right. When's when's the fifth year option thing? It's May first or second. It's one of the first days of May. Oh, okay, so we got we got we got still uh, time for that. But you expect that, right? Because I'm I'm fifty fifty only... on it. I'm totally fifty fifty on it. Uh, I don't think. I it's think I think for that. sure they'll tag him because that'll buy them two years of trying to make a run with him without having to pay him that big ass money. So I think that that's what they'll do. And plus, he has no leverage at this point because he has to prove he has to stay healthy in order for him to get the big money. Well, and he knows that. His agent knows that. So, it buys you. Here's you know. the thing: it buys you an extra year at the cost of guaranteeing 23 million if he gets hurt. That that's yeah. the decision to be made. So yeah, uh, and I and I would take the chance because if if he was a mediocre quarterback, I don't take that chance. But because he was the number one rated passer, and you see the potentials there. Yeah, I'm going to take the chance, and I'm going to hope that he learns his freaking lesson this year and gets rid of the ball quickly, man. So let's let's hope so. Don't forget, folks, alldolphins.com. You must bookmark it. That's the only way you officially become a Dolphins fan. Anywhere in the world, alldolphins.com. Bookmark it. This man is constantly writing articles all day long. Alan, we will catch up later on in the week, my friend. I appreciate you immensely. You be good. Thank you, sir. There you go. Alan Poopart, baby, with our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report. And call my man, Eric. They know how to get it done at EJD Construction. Dade or Broward County, because I did get some of some of you uh, in uh, a little bit of hot water there. You got mad at me uh, because uh, he doesn't do Palm Beach County, and some of you were calling, and I really apologize. But Dade and Broward County. Uh, 305-433-4843. That's the owner's cell number. And we're talking about custom home construction and major home remodeling. You can go to EJD Construction's uh, Instagram page, and you can see a lot of before and after uh, work, which is just off the chain, man. You're really going to love the work that they do. They're fully insured, liability and workers' comp, so you never have to worry. If somebody gets injured on your property, they will not be suing you. If you hire people that are not insured, you put yourself at risk. So whatever it is you're looking to do, you want to build a second floor, you want to build you want to build out a killer man cave, I don't care what you want to do, a, an observation deck like somebody did. A lot of us South Floridians right now, we're trying to re-up our insurance policies. And we're finding out that they're telling us, hey, you got to upgrade your roof. Your house is over 20 years old. And... Call EJD Construction. They can upgrade that roof for you in Dater Broward County. 305-433-4843. You've been listening to the EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins Report with Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDConstruction.com is your custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. Ride, ride, ride. You know, when uh, sports and business collide... We like doing something called the KSDT, CPA, Sports Business Report. Ride, a ride, a ride. Uh, folks, you know... Um, the world is international, right? International travel, international ways. You can go from one country to another. And if you haven't noticed, because I know some of you are going to get a little jingoistic on me on this, and it happens, right? How dare they? They've moved football to London. We're losing a game. Meanwhile, Stephen Ross has interests in soccer teams across the, uh, across the globe. Um, the owner of, let's see, the Jets, the owner of the Bucks, many owners, they have, they have interest or own teams in other parts of the world, soccer teams, right? Americans that own soccer teams. And we're talking about big, big time soccer teams, right? Well, we're going international. 
and we're hearing about this, and it's going to happen. You know, one of your favorite teams is going to be owned. You know, Shad Khan, kind of an international guy, right? Owns soccer and owns the Jags, right? Well, look what's happening. The NBA has opened its doors to some international funding. That's right. Qatar Investments Authority and Abu Dubai Fund Mubadela Capital have shown interest in NBA teams, according to Bloomberg. The funds have a respective $450 billion and $284 billion in assets under management. The league's Board of Governors voted in December to allow sovereign wealth funds to buy up to 20% of a team subject to league approval. The New York Knicks, uh, by the way, could be a potential match. The team has signaled openness to selling a minority stake and has a connection to Abu Dubai. Uh, Mubadala's investment equity uh, group, Silver Lake, which is an investor in Knicks owner Madison Square Garden Sports. The NBA is also planning multiple preseason games in Dubai this summer. Last year, Mubadala bought 20% of the media rights of Brazilian Football League for $971 million and invested $50 million in the Supercross World Championships. Meanwhile, QIA helped fund the 2022 World Cup and owns owes and owns French soccer giants Paris Saint-Germain, PSG. NBA teams have already welcomed private equity investors who can own up to 30% of individual teams. Spurs, Kings, Warriors are among those teams, part owned by equity firms, private equity firms. It's coming. We were just talking about it with Sean yesterday that several people are bidding on WWE, and the Saudis could be part of that mix. And this is something that is going to now develop over the next 20, 30 years that you're going to see a lot of international money coming in to a lot of our American sports. And some of your favorite teams could be owned by somebody that is non-American, something that is already changing in the landscape of sports internationally and is changing already here in the States and in the NBA. You know, before you know it, there'll be some kind of private type of company internationally that will fully own an NBA team. It's the way it is. You're going to get to a point where these see the beauty of basketball is that it is an internet. It's the second biggest international sport, right? Because the the world plays soccer and there and most of the world now is playing basketball. And all it's doing is growing because we've got leagues all over the world. You see the NBA is flooded with international players. Next thing will be football eventually. And, you know, it's going to take decades, but you'll, you'll see eventually other places around the world start to play the game and pick it up and then build. See, in the end, if the NFL wants to expand and bring more money, they're going to have to expand into Europe. Part of that expansion is to also influence them into playing the game so you can create more talent around the world. So the pool becomes that much bigger and that eventually will come. So the international money is starting to flow in into the NBA and many other leagues. That is your KSDTCPA sports business report. This has been the KSDT Sports Business Report. KSDTCPA is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT is recognized by Forbes as one of the top tax and accounting firms for 2022. KSDTCPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit online at KSDTCPA.com or call 305 670 3370. All right, all right, all right. So you watched the XFL over the weekend. Did you watch uh, AJ McCarron throw a couple touchdowns in a victory there, Sean? Did you watch that? Did you watch the, the AJ McCarron game? I watched pieces because I was going back and forth to the Daytona 500. You know who was also watching? Oh, there she is. Catherine Webb was watching. That's right. Catherine Webb. There we go. How about that? AJ McCarron with the, the Battle Hawks hat touchdowns. And she still looks 
dazzling, bro. She is a gorgeous woman. A.J. McCarron, you know, he may have never made it in the NFL, but he made it. He made it, bro. He he did uh, he did well. He uh like uh, some of us do, outkick our coverage. Good for AJ McCarron. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's all I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Nice job by him, man. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Don't forget, by the way, Cutter's Edge Pro, proud sponsor of our program. They do it all. Tree trimming, removals, landscape, outdoor lighting, irrigation, synthetic turf. We experienced it all. Our neighbors are like, wow, that looks phenomenal. And our dogs are loving it. We are. I was over the weekend playing a little cornhole with my daughter and uh, and uh, my wife for a little bit in the backyard. Then we took out the clubs and we went to the putting green because we put Cutter's Edge can build a putting green for you in your home, in your backyard. It's the coolest thing, man. You know, the, the, you get to, it's, it's great if you bring some friends over, family members, or if you have a meeting, you know, you have somebody come on over, you have a little business meeting, you can get a couple drinks, go outside, go to the putting green, work on your short game, talk, talk business. It's fantastic. Or like we did family bonding, you know, over the weekend. And that's the beauty of, of when you landscape your yard and you take it to the next level, it, it, it you just, you want to be outside. Okay. That's the beauty. I want to be outside. I take out the dogs and I enjoy the landscape and, and the shade. Cause we've got trees all over the place. Uh, I've got to do a video. Hopefully I'll do a video in the next couple of days of the backyard and, and do a better video than I did last time because uh, we had a little bit of uh, uh, connection issues with the wireless. So we'll fix that. But uh, go check it out. Cutter's Edge Pro, Dade Broward or Palm Beach counties. Your home, your business, your your condominium complex. Take it to the next level. As you all know, once you add that landscaping, you add the lighting, you add the irrigation or the artificial turf. It takes it to another level. Your, your, your business, your home will be worth more. Property value goes up. And artificial turf, if you have dogs, oh, my God, so easy to maintain. You don't leave a mess. You don't bring anything in the house. Neither do the dogs. Your wife is going to love that because she loses her mind when she just cleaned the floors and the dog comes in from the backyard and mud or whatever. and man but none of that ever happens and you save hundreds thousands in the long run because you're not watering or cutting the grass and as you all know in south florida that happens a lot you water and you cut the grass at least every 10 days to two weeks you got to cut your grass it's crazy so check it out go to cuttersedgepro.com go to the website go to the instagram page you can see a lot of the work if you see the one with the putting green on the side of the house that's my house right there with the putting green. There you go. Uh, Big O, no hating. Glad to see you guys outkick their coverage. I sure as heck did, and I'm grateful every single day. Yes, sir. There's nothing wrong with that, outkicking your coverage. Musburger was fogging up his glasses big time. Big time. Big O, living the life, it sounds like. Um. I don't know about living the life, but we're we're working and uh, having a good time and get to talk sports every day. We'll be talking a little crypto now in a couple minutes. Remember, crypto show will start immediately after this show ends. We will uh, get going uh, a little bit of a crypto action for you. And we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, many things. Uh, what else? The generosity of some women is amazing. For that bum McCarran to be able to pull that off is unbelievable. Don't say that. That's not nice. Just because he's not a great quarterback at the NFL level doesn't mean he's not a great man. Doesn't mean he's not a great husband. Doesn't mean he can't be a great father. Doesn't mean he's not, you know, a great human being, bro. Come on. That's, that's not right. You know, that's... That's... Not good. Not good. What can I tell you? Uh, I see that. Oh, by the way, uh, Guns N' Roses has announced a tour. 
Uh, September 15th, they are coming to Hollywood. All right. GNR coming to Hollywood. If they go to Hollywood, they're going to the Hard Rock then, right? I would imagine. Wow. That's going to be a steep ass ticket if it's at the Hard Rock. Um, I mean, it's the only place they can go in Hollywood, right? August 24th for you folks in Chicago, you can see GNR. Nashville, August 26th. Toronto, September 28th. Kansas City, September 25th. Houston, September 28th. San Diego on my birthday, October 1st. And in Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, L.A. Phoenix, October 11th. There's more dates, but I just picked out a couple cities just in case for those of you listening, downloading the show wherever you're at. Check it out. The brat is pregnant at the age of 48. Really? Okay. She looks like a cool person. Don't know her from Adam, but every time I see her like talking and stuff, she kind of looks like she might be cool to hang out with and 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 talk and all that stuff. Um Mike No Go Zone says, I think I'll go see Guns N' Roses at the stadium instead of here at the Hollywood. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It it, it might be cheaper to go travel somewhere and come back to watch Guns N' Roses than at at the at the Hard Rock because it's limited amount of seats. And so they end up charging a lot more money, man. Yeah, you are you are correct about that. What else do we have? Oh, I saw this. Do the Jets uh, go after Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers? You know, and a lot of you would probably pick Derek Carr just because you think or you know Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback, right? And I got to tell you something. Just for my entertainment purposes, I wanted to be Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because it'll force them to give up picks, a lot of cap space, and then they've got to put up with his ass. And he's going to say stupid things. He'll call people out. The New York media will go after him. It'll become a mess. And I like that. That'll be fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? Derek Carr is like a, a great human being. You know, he's a terrific father. He's a good family man. And he's a solid quarterback, dude. You know, overall, he's not going to bring them a lot of trouble. He's not going to bring them any trouble whatsoever. I think if you're the Jets... The smart move is Derek Carr. It's not going to cost you any picks. You can manage the salary and, and, and you know, um, finagle it that first year and lower the cap and all that kind of stuff. But with Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to give up picks. You're inheriting a big-ass salary. You don't know if he's going to retire a year from now. If it doesn't go well for him, he might walk away. He's kind of a petulant child. And what if you renegotiate that first year and backload it and then he retires on you? Oh, my God. The cap hits will be crushing for for Aaron Rodgers. So it's one of those things that you can't really trust him. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say I, I hope that's what they do. I hope they go the Aaron Rodgers way because I think it'll be an absolute disaster. By the way, Sean, did I uh, did I miss any super chats? Because I think I did. I want to say I missed the last one that came in. Something may have happened while I was doing an interview, but I I went on the YouTube channel here and on uh, on the app, and I did I could not go far enough. So it, it it did happen. Okay, there you go, Brian Diaz. Thank you for the love on the super chat, Big O. Uh, oh no no I I I I did read that one that he's going to see Greta in March yes yes they they sound fantastic live yes I've seen them like I told you like nine times I love Greta so yes I might be a little too biased <laughs> Greta okay might be a little too biased 
Sorry, Big O, don't agree. Aaron Rodgers just won the MVP like two years ago. Did we miss him beating the Finns this year? Um, I, I don't know if you think the Finns, he beat the Finns, or did the Finns beat themselves? I'm not sure how you want to look at it, but you know, it was your head coach that was averaging nine yards a carry and chose not to keep running. You know, and then the kid got concussed and threw all those interceptions in the second half. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Dolphins gave away that game. Not really that Aaron Rodgers won. And again, I don't think you listened to me. That's the problem. I never said that Derek Carr was the better quarterback. But again, some of you have a real problem actually listening and paying attention to what was said. But that's all right, my brother. Yeah, I must have said that Derek Carr was way better and you have to sign him because he'll take you the title and the other one won't. I must have said all of that right now. I must have said Rodgers was a choker and all that stuff and that Derek Carr is the most clutch quarterback in the world. I must have said all of that right now. Some of you out there, man, seriously, like, wow. <sighs> Chris Johnson goes, Rodgers didn't beat us, fool. I said it a little nicer, but I all like the way Chris Johnson works. <laughs> That's fantastic, Chris. Way to go, dude. <laughs> Oh, man. That was awesome. That was absolutely fantastic. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what happened today in music history. Uh, in 64, the New York band The Echoes took on a new, young, unknown piano player by the name of Billy Joel. In 95 on this date, the first time in seven years, Bruce Springsteen performed live with the E Street Band. It took place in New York City at a nightclub, and it was for a video for Jonathan Demean's film, Murder Incorporated. In 2006, Kid Rock filed a lawsuit to prevent the distribution of a videotape featuring him and Creed's Scott Stapp being serviced by four women. In 2008, a computer expert was jailed for two years for electronically stalking Linkin Park singer Chester Bennington. The overzealous fan worked at a U.S. National Security Laboratory in New Mexico where she used a computer to track the rocker, obtained his family photos, and accessed his email and voicemail. Now, that is one psycho bitch. Wow. She tracks you. She gets all your family photos. She accesses your v your email and voicemail. That is one crazy woman. And it also shows you how in this world, nothing is private, dude. Nothing whatsoever. Wow. That's, that's scary stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you uh, you hook up with the right woman or man because whew, you run into one of those psychos and man, life can uh, can get kind of rough. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. I'm trying to see if there's any other headlines. I'm not seeing anything. Uh, although I did see the story that the Cowboys are really intrigued with C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State uh, quarterback, and that according to SI's um, Mike Fisher, got to give uh, the people the proper credit that are reporting this, Mike Fisher from Sports Illustrated is reporting that the that Dak Prescott's days are numbered practically with the Cowboys and that the Cowboys are in love with CJ Stroud. That was fast, dude, right? 
He had this shitty year. He threw all the interceptions. He had the bad playoff game, and they are quick to get off. Remember, Jerry's not getting any younger. He gave him the money. He believed in the guy, and apparently they don't believe in him anymore. But you're now going to bring in a rookie that it's probably going to take you a couple years to develop him if he's the guy is the question. But now reports are saying that, and they talk in Dallas. That's the thing. You know, the Jones and all that, they crap gets out. They're not good at kind of keeping things under wraps. So, you know, Dak Prescott got his money. He got plenty of signing bonus. He's already made a, a couple of big-time years in salary. So I don't know what the cap hit is if they release him. He's got all these commercials. That's the beauty of being the Cowboy uh, quarterback. You're going to get commercials, and that guy's got a boatload of commercials. He has milked this. God bless him, bro. But wow. And let me tell you something. I've never been a, a, um, a Dak Prescott hater. I've always said, you know, he's, he's done a pretty damn good job overall. He's not a franchise quarterback, but he's probably the notch under. But what he did this year... It was bad. He threw a lot of bad interceptions, and then that playoff game was terrible. Um, I, I can see the desperation in Jerry because if you're not convinced he's the guy and you're getting old and you kind of – like Jerry Jones, as successful as he's been in business, as successful as he's been overall and winning several championships early on in his career – I think what eats him alive is that he can't win another one without Jimmy. And all three titles are Jimmy's titles. Barry Switzer had nothing to do with that title. Those were Jimmy's, that was Jimmy's team. And that was his assistant coaches. That was his culture that was still in place. And Barry Switzer just got in there and, and hit the cruise control and the rest took over. It had nothing to do with Barry Switzer. It had nothing to do with Jerry Jones. So the Jones family is dying to kind of prove that they were competent enough to win a title, which they have never proven that they are. So the desperation against Dak is now understandable because the old man is old. And, you know, getting to a point where patience is no longer a virtue. He doesn't have that time anymore. So I can see why they're apparently in love with C.J. Stroud. So there you go. Uh, what else do we have here? Big O, how about Marcelo, linebacker from the Galaxy, to enter Miami or FC? Um, no idea, my brother. No idea on that. Thoughts on Metallica? They're awesome. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? I've seen them a whole bunch of times. I'm going to see them in August in Quebec for two nights. I'm going to see them in 2024 in September in Mexico City for two nights. Maybe that tells you what I think about Metallica. So, yeah, uh, if I can go to a Metallica concert, I'll be more than satisfied to go enjoy a little Metallica, my man. So, uh, Frankie says left back, huh? Uh, to watch the crypto show, do I have to watch channels or will it be a continuation of the show? No, we will, this will shut down and then a new one will start right on the same channel, but a new one will start. So, you'll have to, you know, go into the next window. So, once we shut this down, You'll start to see new music play, and the other one will fire off and give me a couple minutes here. But like in two or three minutes, I'll start the I'll start the crypto show. And you guys, those of you that want to move over with us for the crypto show, you can do that and um, and get some stuff. I got to get some stuff off my chest when it comes to the uh, crypto stuff because we got we got stuff developing, and I want to talk to you all about it. By the way, where I have not checked this hour. Any, uh, I haven't checked the crypto market yet this hour. Where are we at? 
24,500. It's been stuck right during that 24,500, 900. It went over 25,000 last night for a couple of, for, for a minute or two, then went right back down to, you know, 24,9. So it, it's, it's hitting that threshold right there. It, 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 it it's going to keep hitting it and eventually it's going to bust through. And we'll, we'll talk about that. I don't want to get too much into the material I need to talk about on the next show. Uh, we thank Ira Winderman, Manny Navarro, and Alan Poupart, as always. We thank, of course, Sean Stanley, the man that masters this program every single day, as I just mentioned. Uh, don't forget to DM me on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, even LinkedIn. We're giving away a pair of tickets, a couple pair of tickets, to go see the boxing matches at Hialeah Park on the 24th this Friday. We're giving away uh, several pairs of tickets to go see the Drone Racing League on Saturday. Okay? Um, so DM me. Tell me you want to win, and that's your chance, and I will pick winners. If I DM you back that you won, uh, I will ask for certain information. You send me back that information, and you will win. And by the way, we're giving away tickets for the boxing match, and we're also giving away one pair of buffet tickets at the Hylia Park Boxing Match Buffet, which is an absolute delicious buffet. And you have to guess how many slot machines. And they have either 700 and something, 800 and something, or 900 and something. You got to guess somewhere in that area. Give us the number. And if you, the closest one, and if there happens to be a tie, then we'll have a drawing between the people that are tied. And uh, we'll and I will contact the winner. So DM me on any of the platforms, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. DM me in any of those, and um, give me your uh, either you want to be a part of the you want to go see the drone racing league on Saturday. Which by the way, Tyreek Hill is going to be there racing. How about that? So there you go. So we got those that we're giving away. So. DM us for your chance to win. We will see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place, same bat channel. For you all out there that want to join us on the crypto ride, give us two minutes and crypto is next. Thanks to Sean Stanley, who masters this entire platform. We'll see you tomorrow.